What's up? It's Molly Kendrick. Welcome to Can I Peel You for a Sec, my Bachelor Meets Skincare podcast. In this episode, I'm going to cover the first two episodes of season 25 of The Bachelor with Matt James. Also going to tell you what I think about Colton Underwood's recent truth reveal. Also, Brie reveals her skincare routine. So, obviously, Matt James' season, very unique and different from all the other seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for many, many different reasons. What I feel has happened is because real life happened and we saw everything that was unfolding when the cameras were not rolling while the TV show was going There was a lot we were distracted from, and I don't want to invalidate any of that. I don't want to take away from any of that or the serious issues that we definitely need to address. But from just a viewer standpoint, I want to go back and rewatch the season as a viewer and just kind of comment on things that we may not have picked up on. There are a lot of critics who say that we didn't really learn anything about Matt James. And going back, I would actually have to say that I disagree with that. We actually do learn a lot about Matt James. We're not going to learn everything. That's impossible. There are a lot of conversations, I'm sure, that were had that we're, we're never going to see or hear those conversations, even if the cameras did capture them. We're just not going to hear them. So at one point, he mentioned something about uh, Katie's vibrator dildo and he calls it a lightsaber when they first meet so it's like okay so clearly he loves star wars got it kind of a nerdy guy tells serena p he was in the chess club definitely a nerdy guy if you pay close attention you can hear these uh little details about his personality and who he is but of course there's also in the very beginning he has that interview with his mom they sit down and kind of have a heart to heart and she just opens it right up with um when do you think the you were last vulnerable that is such a loaded question for a guy but also very revealing um how he kind of responds to it and you could tell that he was really scared and he was being vulnerable in that moment answering that question. I mean, this is not an easy thing for a guy to document his love life on camera. Do I think he knew what he was in for? No, but he had an idea of it. And this is his love story. And that's a vulnerable thing to put that on display. I mean, let's be real. That is a really difficult thing to do. I also love that they open it up with a few of the women that we are about to see. One in particular, I, you know, I'll I'll be honest. I totally forgot like what her name was and what she looked like, but I remembered what she did. It's the ballerina. Her name's Alicia. And, you know, we see her dancing down the hallway. She thinks Matt is hot. All of them pretty much say that they think he's hot, which he is. Uh, she works with kids, loves being around them. And then she goes home night one. I'll be honest, I totally missed that. The first time this aired and I watched it live, I thought for sure the ballerina was going to get a rose and she didn't. So I was kind of shocked by that because I, re- I also remember seeing a lot of tweets about, oh, we must protect this ballerina at all costs. And I think it would have been interesting to see more of her. But clearly, you know, Matt James just didn't feel connection, unfortunately. And we didn't get to see anything else from the ballerina, but she always stood out to me and that just kind of distracted me from a lot that was going on that night. 
Uh, love that they featured Abigail, Maggie. I really wish we would have seen more from Maggie this season because she just seemed so sweet. And I really thought she was going to go far. I really had high hopes. Anna was like hopped up on caffeine. We hear a little bit about Sarah. I have a lot to say about Sarah, which I'll probably get into more in the next episode. I just don't think she was there for the right reasons. I will get more into that in another episode, though. The rest of the night, we see a lot of Katie's vibrator. Now looking back, I mean, we definitely can see that they wanted to put a lot of the focus on Katie, and that's because she was going to become the next Bachelorette. Can't wait to see how her season unfolds. I bet there's going to be a lot of adult toys that come out of the limo as well with that. There's one girl during the cocktail party when everyone's trying to steal Matt and talk to him for the first time that I don't remember getting out of the limo. I don't remember seeing her. I don't think they even told us her name, but she's this blonde girl that does not seem interested in talking to Matt. There's a point where she's sitting down on the couch. I forget who else she's talking to other than Victoria, and Victoria's uh, trying to tell her to literally go <laughs> literally go talk to Matt, and she keeps saying literally. And this girl's just like, yeah, I'll go talk to him if I want to. And then she doesn't and she goes home. So I like I don't know what else to say other than pointing that out because I don't even remember her name. I don't know what she does. I don't think she even got any sort of intro, but she just kind of like showed up at this cocktail party. And I don't really know what that was about, but she didn't get a rose that night. So we didn't get to see anything else from this girl. I wish I knew her name, but again, I don't think we even learned what it was going to transition into week two where we really dig into who Matt is about to embark on this love journey with. Brie gets the first one-on-one date and you know what? I I love Brie. I really do. But she's very shy to show who she really is and show her personality. And I know it's there. I know it is. And she's beautiful and career driven. I know that. But she doesn't. I don't know what makes her tick. I don't know what her interests are. I don't know what she's passionate about. We didn't get to see any of it. And like I said, I know it's there, but she's not very open. Well, here's why I say that I know the personality is there. She is Not afraid to get dirty. Okay, this girl is glam, but she will roll in the mud, go four-wheeling, and be totally happy about it. And that's why I say, you know, there's that personality there. We just didn't really get to see it. The hot tub part of the date was totally awkward to me. I'm so used to hot and steamy, sexy hot tub dates on this show that that's kind of what I was expecting of this date and I'm not saying it has to be that way in fact maybe it's a lot better that it wasn't that way but it felt very robotic their conversation in there Brie just seemed like she felt really uncomfortable being in a hot tub with Matt on camera and it was like not at night they finally did kiss but it just wasn't what we're used to seeing from hot tub scenes on the show. So that's why it was just like so different to me. The Victoria drama begins in this episode. 
I don't want to touch too much on Victoria drama because that was such a focus for a lot of people throughout the season. Uh, Definitely a a big thing that was happening. But like I said, I don't want to give it too much attention here. I do love the wedding dress date that they had week two. I loved that Chris Harrison made a callback to Ali Fedotowski's season by shouting, guard and protect your heart. I bet a lot of people who watched The Bachelor today did not pick up on that. But if you go back and watch Ali Fedotowski's season, you will see there's this whole, like, one of the guys gets a tattoo that says, guard and protect your heart or something. And he constantly says that to Ali, and it's weird and annoying. And this guy sounds like Kermit the Frog. But I loved that um, that was a callback in this episode because an OG viewer like me really appreciated that. I want to refocus back on Brie here because this is Can I Peel You for a Sec? And Brie has dropped her skincare routine and it is extensive. So extensive and expensive, in fact, that I am going to split this up into probably a few episodes, but I want to go over her daytime skincare routine. She shared it in, uh, they're now in the highlights on her Instagram, Brie Springs. And I did a little research on what these products cost and exactly what they are. I will tell you right now, her favorite serum, this is her daytime routine. Okay. Her favorite serum is protect antioxidant auto defense serum by skin better science. She says it helps with uneven skin tone and redness. A 1.7 fluid ounce bottle of this product costs $220. Okay. (laughs) Um, Her favorite toner is the Soothing Facial Rinse by Revision Skincare. 6.7 fluid ounce costs $36. Favorite moisturizer, Ultra Sheer Moisturizer by Skin Medica. Two fluid ounces cost $58. Favorite sunscreen is Tinted Elta MD Skincare UV Clear Broad Spectrum SPF 46, uh, which helps protect acne-prone skin. I don't see any acne on her face. It costs $37. That's a total of $351 for her daytime skincare. I will say Brie has probably the most perfect skin I have ever seen in my life. Clearly, she invests time and product into maintaining beautiful skin, which is great. Skincare, really good skincare is not cheap. I'm a huge believer in investing in your skincare, but I have a little bit different of an approach. I don't spend a lot of money on the products that I use at home because I think there are a lot of good products that don't cost $220. Um, In fact, the serum that I use, which has totally changed my skin in just the last two weeks since I started using it, is only $15. And so I will definitely share my skin routine in the future and what that serum is. So you'll want to check back with me in future episodes to find out what I use. I'm telling you, the serum that I use, like I said, two weeks, totally life-changing. 15 bucks. So I will reveal more of that in the future. But what I do invest more of my money in are chemical peels, any kind of resurfacing thing, microneedling. I swear by it. Love Skin Pen. 
I've had it done like four or five times. And let me tell you, like my pores, I, I need to get a little top off on that. But my pores used to be so much bigger. And through doing this microneedling, I mean, it's like night and day what my skin looks like compared to how it used to look like. Yeah, microneedling is where it's at. Also, laser, the the um, Halo Laser Facial is what I got. That was really, really intense. I'll share my experience in a future episode as well. But <laughs> amazing results. And so that's where I put my money. I don't spend $220 on a product, 1.7 fluid ounces. That's, I'm going to blow through the serum. No, I'm not going to spend that. I'll spend $220 on a hydrofacial but I'm I'm not going to drop that kind of money on a serum. No, definitely not. I'm going to dig into Bree's nighttime skin routine and some of the other products that she used in future episodes here. Because, again, I am re-watching the uh, 25th season of The Bachelor with Matt James leading up to Katie's season of The Bachelorette, which debuts June 7th. Excited to see that. I'm really happy that we have two Bachelorette seasons. That means more to talk about this year, which I'm so happy about. I also want to cover just briefly the news about Colton Underwood, which dropped today. So I'm just going to keep this really simple because I've heard a lot of opinions on this and I've heard a lot of really great valid points. I don't want to invalidate any of those because everything I've heard is so valid and I, you know, I want I want everyone to be heard and feel heard. But these are just some basic thoughts that I have on Colton Underwood coming out as gay. First of all, I think it's wonderful that he is living his truth. This is something he hasn't been able to do hasn't felt like he could do and that's for you know reasons that really only Colton knows it's not my place to speculate as to why he couldn't come out I I think it's wonderful that he's finally doing it and using his public platform to come out because that is so helpful for a lot of people that are struggling with their sexuality so I think that's fantastic Um, However, you know, there is that whole layer of real life stuff that happened in 2020 where, you know, his ex who he proposed to on The Bachelor uh, filed a restraining order against him. She was granted this restraining order and she later dropped it. I just hope that Cassie is getting the support that she needs through this because, you know, she's probably got a lot of emotions as well. Colton coming out and dealing with his sexuality really has nothing to do with Cassie at all. However, the public aspect of it all, um, she is going to be feeling a lot of emotions regarding, you know, him having a renewed, uh, renewed publicity focused on him, some positivity focused on him. Meanwhile, you know, she I mean, she filed a restraining order against him last year. I can't imagine the emotions that she was and is feeling surrounding that. And so, you know, I I don't want to invalidate her experience there. So I hope that she is getting the support she needs at this time and has been getting the support she needs. And that's really all I have to say about it. And I wish Colton the best of luck. I know he's got like a Netflix documentary coming out soon, uh, which I guess is focused on this. That announcement was made before he came out. So 
Um, at the time, you know, I know people were really upset that he was getting this deal, but, you know, now we know there was a lot more to it. So I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like, how it's going to go. I'll definitely be watching because, you know, I want to know. I want to know what he has to say and um, kind of go from there. In my next podcast episode, can I peel you for a sec? I'm just going to go over the next two episodes three and four of Matt James's season. I'm also going to be talking with Michael Todd from Listen to Your Heart on Clubhouse. This is a live recorded podcast on Clubhouse where I am going to basically grill him on his <laughs> Tinder TikTok scandal. You can hear more about that during my live recorded podcast on Clubhouse. DM me for the link and I will see you next time on Can I Peel You for a Sec. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram at Molly on Air. That's Molly with an IE. Whenever I get any sort of update that I feel is worth sharing about the Bachelor franchise, I usually put it in my story. If you want to DM me and talk about the Bachelor, you can do that as well at Molly on Air. That's Molly with an IE.